Ladies of the turning table. 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 Ladies of the turning tables. Welcome to the Ladies of the Turning Tables, the podcast. Hi, I'm Super Gail, a passionate DJ and turntablist, creator of the Brussels Cuts Scrap Jams, music lover and a woman and non-binary empowerment guide. I want to showcase and bring to life the path of creative women in the music industry. What do we love, the struggle we face, in short, our life as creative and unapologetic beings. In today's episode, I meet with the wonderful Gidara, a Berlin-based beat producer, creative DJ and a digger like me. Hope you will enjoy this show as much as I enjoyed doing it. Let's go! Hello Dada, how are you? Hello, I'm fine, thank you. And you? Fine, fine, fine. Thank you for, uh, for being there for the first episode of Ladies of the Turning Tables. <laughs> so uh, I'm really happy to have you uh, as a first guest. Um, so yeah, we met uh, a few years ago in, uh, in the Sample Music Festival in Berlin. And it was great, actually, to meet you because we're quite a few. And uh, each time I meet uh, fellow journalists and DJs, I'm super happy. So really, thank you for you. Yeah. Um, All my life, I wanted to meet other turntablists, female turntablists, and it was really difficult. Yeah, and um, I'm so glad, finally, I have friends and uh For example, also DJ KCL from Denmark, and it's like a little family now, you know, and it's really making me happy. This if, is we can, if we can stick together and help each other out, it would be the amazing. Best. Yeah. yeah, amazing. So, yeah, um, that's a bit the point of that podcast here is to create a, a sense of community between uh, DJs and turntablists, uh, females, and who feel themselves as females as well. So it's open. <laughs> and um, and yes, to to collaborate, to work together, and to know a bit more each other. Because uh, I think that if we don't do things by ourselves, nobody will do. So let's do that. <laughs> so yeah. can you present yourself in a few sentences, maybe, for uh, the audience? Yeah, um, I start from my artist name because my artist name is not. DJ and Idada, like many people think, because I chose that name, G-Dada. Mm -hmm. It's my artist name, because I never wanted to call me a DJ, because I always wanted to be like and see myself as an artist, not like a disc jockey who only picks records and plays it. Because I came from the beginning from the turntablism mm -hmm. approach, and I started actually with with uh, turntablism and not with mixing. So I was learning to, how to scratch uh, first and my aim was always to have a DJ band and to make music uh, with the turntable. Cool. And um, yeah, the name Gdada comes actually from a wordplay. I put the word DJ together with Dada from Dadaism because for me, turntablism was always like a Dadaistic kind of art form and uh, so that's why i chose it there really interesting actually what you're saying indeed uh yeah turntablism is a, a mix of everything a collage and you can combine a lot of techniques and other instruments as well to create something 
totally new and uh, it's a form of Dadaism indeed. I, I've never seen it that, that way so far, but uh, it is. <laughs> so it's cool. Yeah. And um, nice. Yeah, it came to my mind because um, in school, when I haven't been a DJ yet, because that time I couldn't afford equipment. Um, but I knew a lot of about Dadaism because I always um, yeah, studied also literature and so on. So I had knowledge about that. And when I started with turntables, I thought like this is really what they do, what the turntables do and what I do. So, yeah. <laughs> cool. That's really nice. And so how long have you been uh, being a turntablist right now? Um, I started in 2007. So now it's... Uh, how many years? <laughs> 12. 12. Okay, nice, 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 nice. That's cool. And so you always been living in uh, in Germany, right? Yes. In my Berlin. family comes from Poland. And in my youth, I spent three years uh, of my youth in Poland, but most of the time of my life I spent in Germany. Yeah, but Poland is a great country of Tom Chamberlain too, so it doesn't surprise yeah. me that much. <laughs> yeah, Poland is uh, a country of great musicians. Really, there are so many amazing musicians. And uh, people who finish music school there or studies are really good at what they do. Indeed, yeah. they're strong. Besides yeah. turntablism too. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you know, but there's a great turntablism and musician. He's Steve Nash, and he's actually from there. And yeah, he's a crazy musician, and he uses turntablism additionally to he does so many things. Yeah, so turntablism are great musicians too. <laughs> it's it belongs to most of them. Most of them. Most of them, not, not all of them, but there are... Some of them are not. <laughs> we don't talk about them right now. But <laughs> no, but... No, okay. But cool. DJ Short is also... Yeah. Music yeah, yeah. We have a lot of, uh, of great musicians. I mean, uh, um, but I, I've seen that a lot of um, turntables slash DJs are um, kind of always going from first scratching then DJing and then producing music is it the same path you've been through yes yes definitely because um, turntablism is great but it's also a limitation to some point and to make certain kind of music it's um, yeah you need more like you have to add stuff that doesn't mean that turntables is out or gone Mm -hmm. But um, it's like an additional thing that you can add and, and makes that special kind of ingredient for your production and so for your music. But it's not the only thing that you can use, you know. And that's oh. why I think many um, want to develop themselves as musicians and they want to add something else to be more <laughs> versatile and creative. Yeah, versatile is the right word because... Um, on my point of view, at least, um, the turntables are definitely the special ingredient. And I think they're really underrated these days. Uh, not between us turntablists, if I can say it, but 
from the outside, a uh, really young world of producer, you know, those guys that are super hungry and really good, by the way. Huh? They, 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 they've been growing with all the gear and everything on one computer or just an iPad. And they are doing amazing music in like, I don't know, 15 minutes. Um, but sometimes they miss um, the kind of a physical touch in it, you know, like something that makes the, the sound a bit more human somehow. Because those machines are really nice and they can create really great sound, really deep bass. And, but what I'm really missing in some parts is what you can do with a record and a turntable. Um, because there is nothing else to say except that you have to touch it to, to, to create it and to modify time and, uh, and mm. music as well. So it, it's something I'm noticing these days with the especially mm -hmm. young producers not not the one that are already there everywhere but um but some of them now I'm, are turning back to those old school um tools we use mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. uh, and uh I don't know. so maybe it explains as well but the the boom of the vinyl records uh everywhere and the increasing prices all the time i don't know if you already noticed that yeah, of course. I, I buy vinyl uh, a lot and still. And um, sometimes like I'm a cat and I want to buy several things and then I'm like circling <laughs> like a cat around this vinyl and thinking, oh, should I buy it or not? Because it's expensive and you have to think really if you spend the money or not. And um, I feel you. Yeah, <laughs> I totally agree with you with that observation because that's what I'm trying to do now. I bought me a modular synthesizer, um, not a modular, but an analog uh, synthesizer. Nice. And would like to have more synthesizers because for me, it's definitely another sound. Um, before I had the synthesizer, I used um, VST, of course, mm -hmm. and what's, what was built in, in Ableton. And the sounds are different, definitely. And... And especially I also can compare like VSTs from machine or some mm -hmm. other um, things and they are cleaned up too much for me. Really, it's like I agree. that digitally it's possible to make clean music nowadays. And the problem with this is that it equalizes the music. So like each music sounds pretty similar. And what's lacking is also the dynamics in this music that you have this exactly. emotional ups and downs. And yeah. um, it's the dynamic of a real of, instrument or something yeah. that it's like made out of something real and not only like yeah. uh, flattened down to, to have kind of the same weight uh, to be processed by a computer. Indeed. Yeah. I mean, real sound, they take space in, in every sense of the term of it. And yeah. But they create like, I think, deeper emotional response somehow. Um, I don't know if you had that for maybe old records, but when you 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 find that the perfect sample, I don't know, let's say uh, an old soul music, uh, soul record, and you listen to it, it was only recorded with a shitty mic in a small. But I mean, it was not that super super sound that we can find now that is super yes. clean, but wow, the emotion is still there. And you, yes. you, you hear every default as well of the, of the music because um, 
some of what you can hear as default are more real. You know, they, they give um, a soul to the sound. I, I, I think, yes. but not not everything. Yeah, don't no yeah. crappy recording, of course. But you know, mm -hmm. like those kind of, um, I don't know. You know, when the mic is not properly aligned, or you have two two or three people on the instrument just going a bit elsewhere. You know, at some point, you you realize that it's it's real. It's not only something yeah. that was made by your computer. Uh, and again, huh, there are many super talented people and they do like amazing music that I really enjoy by the way but sometimes I miss the, the human touch as we just discussed right now mm -hmm. yeah so yeah what to do is to use mix technique like that's why I decided to make this analog digital um, mixing approach which I saw um, in the live setup I don't see it very often. I think mm -hmm. it's a, a, a little group of musicians who do this um, because either uh, musicians go analog fully, so they are performing with uh, synthesizers live and with drum machines and so on, or they are only digital nowadays. But very few combine the bo uh, both worlds. And mm -hmm. for example, Mark de Clivelo, this jazz musician, he's I'm a very big fan of him. He makes a very interesting live performance and has an interesting setup. Mm -hmm. And I just decided to make this way because I was really seeing the potential of this to make like human music and to, but still use the benefits of digital music. Yeah, but I mean, it's super convenient. Huh? I won't, I won't agree yeah. that, yeah, electronic music is bad or using a computer is bad. No, 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 no not at all. It's, it made the production booms everywhere in the world. Um, you see people from everywhere making sounds now, and it's super interesting. Um, but well, sometimes I just miss the a bit of you know realness, even if it's just one sample of I don't know a trumpet somewhere, but that was really recorded with someone that really played with it, and it gives you like something you know, rounder, warmer sometimes as well. And mm -hmm. it just feels like more human-made and not only machine-made, mm. you know what I mean? Yes, yes. And I think the turntables uh, can bring both of these feelings just with some one physical element. And it's pretty interesting yes. to me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a good yeah. instrument. All praise the turntables. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah so, I made I made one track with a flute sound which I scratched. Nice. I don't know if you listen to it, but yeah, uh, it was, it's just was it one collaboration you, you made with uh, another guy. No, I made my own. Uh, it's a single. Okay, so maybe I'm confusing it with something else yeah. because recently yeah. you released the sound. It was really cool. Yeah, yeah, I have a lot going yeah. on now. Yes. <laughs> Yes, you do. That's great. That's really cool. It's really super active, actually. It's really nice. Um, just to jump back on the record topic. So I've heard or I've seen on the gram that you're quite a crate digger or am I wrong? Yes, I am. <laughs> cool. <laughs> cool. And um, what are your favorite digs? Not giving out any secrets, but I don't know. What's your favorite genre or... I don't know. My favorite genre is definitely broken beats. Okay. New jazz. It's like I'm really 
uh, addicted. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like I'm a real junkie and I'm collecting now the older stuff also from the 90s. And um, because back in the days I didn't have the money and the time and so on. And in Berlin, for example, or in Germany, it's really difficult to get broken beats. It's not, a, it's a niche genre. Mm-hmm. And he, you don't have a big choice here in record stores. It's mostly techno house music. And especially um, in Berlin, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. yeah. The funny thing was, I went to Prague and uh, found a whole collection there in the record stores of uh, broken beats. And Perfect. I nearly bought everything. <laughs> and then now in, I was in London and there it's much easier because yeah Broken Beats comes from the UK and yeah it's and they have a lot yeah, yeah. they have a lot of choice there as well yeah, yeah. even in, uh, <laughs> in every genre they have a lot actually so yeah, yeah. it's amazing so yeah, no. yeah so if you could give us like the best record shop or the best experience in a record shop which one is it Like. It was in Prague now, uh, in Prague last year. Um, there are two very good record stores. Um, one is run by Tris Kayo. Tris Kayo is um, also an artist name. He is a DJ. Uh, originally from the UK also. And he is he has so much knowledge. Like very, and you go to this record and he's so helpful and he's someone who like knows your taste you know you talk to him and he knows ah yeah this person mm. would like this and then he recommends you something and it's like magic really and that's he's so cool yeah it's cool great so that's a real record store owner actually yeah what really kind of, uh, he loves you know? music and you can feel it and also like the record store is really cozy and yeah i like it and what's the name of the record store if you have it uh it's relish record store relish records okay so i think i will go back there <laughs> to have a look there as well for yeah. myself nice. and there is a second one in um in prague it was in my uh video i made i made this um guide for prague indeed you did yeah Great yeah, and, and there was this record store. The second one was also very great. Small record store, but so packed with vinyl and a huge collection. Really great like selection. Records are falling from the, the ceiling and yeah. everywhere. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and the people were also very helpful and friendly. Like really, like you feel already like it's family or something or friends. You know, you go inside. Yeah, that's that were my favorite record stores, and my very favorite record store in London is definitely um, or two BBE store, and um, the other one I can recommend is DNR Vinyl. Mm, I don't know this one there. Okay. DNR Vinyl is a record store not really in the city of London; it's outside of London uh-huh. already. It's um, in Croydon. Oh, okay. It's yeah, yeah. Is still is it still there? Yeah, it, it still, still exists. There. Oh, yeah. nice! I think I bought I bought there um, a, a, a seven inch of a track uh, back mm-hmm. there. It's from '97, so it's not from yesterday. Mm-hmm. And 
nobody has it. It's like, you know, like a single sh- shot of a uh, thousand records, something. And it's uh, enter, uh-huh. enter Ralph Wiggum. I don't know if you know it. Uh, you you have like several um, popcorns walking around on the on the on the, <laughs> on the front, and uh, I bought some crazy records there. Oh, I'm happy they are still there and alive. So woo, cool. Yeah, and you can you can order uh, vinyl online from them. So they have uh, nice. online. Uh, they have a really good web web page. You can search by genre. They have a good um, like. Um, search engine and you can search for the record there they are like listed in their um, stock and you can see and then you can order it and i think he said something like from 50 euro or something or 50 pounds on they sell uh, they sent even for uh free to some regions i don't know to which country but yeah if you order several vinyl it's not so expensive and i think i'm going to do this because now i know the 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 owner i know that i can like i know from where i order because last time i had very bad experiences with um uh delivery services oh yeah tell me about it two records never arrived (laughs) never mine were bended and i'm still waiting for one uh from us that has is Somewhere, I don't know, and it was sent in October. And wow. we are in February, nearly end of February now, and nobody knows where it is. And so... That's crazy. I yeah, I know. And, and even it is written fragile, and the pack is super thick, and people take extra care to send it to you. People in the post office, I think they just don't give a sh- crap <laughs> at all, and they just yeah. send it to you like... And everything is bended. The corner are like folded. It's ah, mm. it's really a nightmare. So yeah, I know. I feel you. So yeah, <laughs> and then like yeah, when you buy like more than twenty euro for just one record, because like if I order from UK, it costs already ten pounds to like to send for it. Royal Mail. Mm. Yeah, and then twenty euro gone. It's like nightmare. Yeah, it's not uh, cool. No, that's cool. And yeah. Especially when you get attached to the record, <laughs> and you're like, "Oh yeah, I'm receiving this record," and then the record never arrives. So yeah, no, I, I know, uh, I know the feeling. It's super frustrating and yeah, not cool at all. So yeah, yeah <laughs> and this you. happened even to a vinyl sent inside of Berlin. You know, like it was sent from a point in Berlin because. How come? The label is in Berlin and they send it to me and it never arrived at my home. This is so ridiculous, really. Got lost or someone yeah, stole got it? Lost. And they, they they told me like they told me that um yeah my name is wrong on the package uh, and of course, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. your name was wrong. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. And then they couldn't send it back to the record label? No. Of course not. It is still that that didn't arrive. Yeah, it's no, gone. nowhere. So yeah, so nowhere. it's just gone. Okay. Yeah. So maybe some lucky postman or postwoman got the, your record and say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> let's let's hope for someone have it and enjoys it. Yeah. 
that's better. I would prefer that you have it, but you know, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. So, what was the, the last crush on a record you had recently? Crush on a record? If you, if you can say one or two, because I know it's re really hard as a question. But <laughs> my new crush is one track I found in London. Uh, the track is called Broken Beats. Same as the genre. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so far, it's easy. <laughs> and the artist is Dark Knights. Dark Knights, okay. And uh, the second is Mark de Clavelo's album, uh, Heritage. Yeah, yeah. It, it makes me relax. And uh, the album is just amazing. I will it's listen like to that. It's like that stuff of music that touches your emotion, you know? It's really dynamic. It's real music, jazz music. You know, it's. I will give. I will it, give it a try. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really. It's like not so uh, avant-garde. It's more in the direction of hip hop, I would say. But not hip hop like. It's still more jazz, but it's like calming you down. You can sleep afterwards. It's like really nice. Yeah. <laughs> a bit like, like the the, the, ch the chill hop uh, label and what they do, or more musical for that. More musical over mm. that. There are real yeah. instruments in it, right? Yes, only they okay. are the full band. It's oh, nice! Full nice, band nice, recorded. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Check, so check him out. It's a great musician. Please send it to me afterwards with the whole list of everything you talked about because I think that people that will see the video would love to to have a yeah. a look on the on the record shops and everything you mentioned, like artists and bands and bands and stuff, because it's yeah. really interesting. Yeah, and so <laughs> and the jazz music, you know, I saw uh, Joe Armand Jones live. Uh, in London and he's a great musician, pianist. What to say, this was uh, an experience I will never forget and um, go to his concerts because it's a unique experience because it's not like the album. I was listening to the album and I was like so surprised because totally different artists like on stage he had a singer on mm -hmm. stage and an MC was uh, flowing over the music and on the album the singer wasn't there so the vibe is totally different because it's another human voice and I was so amazed about this that just one change that another singer sings a song makes a different vibe and a different kind of music you know because on the album there is Nubia Garcia it's a jazz singer Uh, Neo Soul, I think mm -hmm. she does, and um, yeah, on live on stage there was a singer I don't remember his name. Amazing voice, I loved it. It it fitted totally to the music. It was perfect. Yeah, nice, nice. Uh, last um, classical musician I've seen on stage was uh, Tomoharu Yoshida. So it's a, it's a really, really young guy. He's a 20-year-old Japanese pianist. Mm -hmm. And wow, same. Uh, he was alone mm -hmm. and playing uh, classical pieces such as Chopin, 
mm-hmm. uh, Berlioz, you know, the, the big ones, the yeah. big ones. <laughs> and um, my God, uh, it had a, a way of um, playing and living his music with only a piano, him, a piano. That's it. Mm. Um, it was mind blowing. Uh, and he gave us extra minutes and minutes and minutes because he, he was enjoying his time. So he was like, okay, I'll do another piece. And you know what? It's my birthday. That's my present for you. Okay. <laughs> it was amazing. I loved it. And we had like, I think like nearly two hours of music uh, instead of one something. And uh-huh. it was great. And the guy is, is like so humble and nice. And uh, but, wow, again, Really a, a great guy as well. And the last crazy piece I've seen in, in concert, because most of the time I see um, rap bands or rap rappers, um, most of the time. And there was like Marc Rebillet. I don't know if you know that guy. Uh, it's it's um, a guy from the US and he's like creating music out of a few machines and recording on top of each loops he creates and creating crazy shit. And he's always in like a bathrobe uh, and singing like stuff that has no sense at all, but it's, it's a real show. That, that's why yeah, I, I know him. I know. Is this, uh, <laughs> is it? <laughs> Rebillet is his name. Marc yeah, yeah. I saw yeah. him on the internet. I, I like him because it's I crazy. think he's such a real authentic guy. Although he has this kind of uh, like um, costume, like with this, yeah, <laughs> the bathrobe and the, yeah, the satin bathrobe, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like half naked all the time, and yeah, he, sing, but... he has an amazing groove when he sings. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, each time I'm, I'm... but always uh, like playing this role. I'm not a great. I know I'm not a great singer, but I don't think that he's not a great thing singer. I, I quite think he's maybe not the biggest voice, like not a James Brown or something, but you know, he's quite good, you know? Yeah. <laughs> And it's super it efficient. What he does yeah. is super efficient. Indeed. He's not yeah. like maybe like an amazing, uh, groundbreaking voice indeed. But what he does with his voice as an instrument and with all the, you know, the sequencer you have and the sampler, it's enough. Yeah. And Him on the stage, uh, better than YouTube, baby. Definitely, yeah. Oh my God, it's it's amazing. I mean, we were with friends and we were laughing, and we were like, "That guy is crazy, but that's so good!" And everybody yeah, was it's crazy and enjoying them. <laughs> everybody was like jumping everywhere, and you know, and and singing like a uh, jump to the swimming pool. People or something like that, you know, like, you know, like it, it has no sense at all, but it was really amazing. I love it, I really love it. So, this was my, my last experience uh, with the concert because the, I mean, you know, rappers, it's a bit more classical, I'd say. So, yeah. when you have a DJ, because not sometimes you don't have a DJ, um, they're most of the time here to play the music only. They're not necessarily turntablists. They sometimes they back the guy up as well. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I, I miss a bit the turntablist part in it, like you know, like kind of a duo on stage. Yeah, 
uh, even though sometimes it, you have no space or time to do it. But mm. um, I kind of miss that these days in uh, rap music because it's. I mean, yeah, it's only MCs see. on stage without like yeah. Something. Maybe a band, but a band, yeah. And some DJ, I think they are kind of pushed back, literally. Um, so even though they could have skills, they can't show it actually, or just pushing a, an explosion button or doing yeah. a, you know, the backspin that just drives me crazy. Yeah. Oh my God, those two stuff, please. DJs in rap music, stop. <laughs> please stop it. Yeah. It's, it's awful, really. And you, you kind of start to be in the music now and then... Yeah. Frustrating, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but it's, 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 I think it's necessary and good to um, express opinions like this because otherwise people will continue doing it. And maybe if someone doesn't recognize that it's annoying the audience, then something went wrong, you know? It's like this communication thing that, yeah, we need to communicate to the audience and back like this is an exchange not like i'm throwing music on you and you eat it you know it's like having feedback and so on it, that's, that's so why i like to share my process and, when and, i create music. yeah and on instagram you're all, you you share a lot uh, in your stories and i really like it uh, i can't watch them all the time but Most of the yeah. time, I'm really happy to see you like cook your songs and everything you create, and you ask people for their opinion as well. And I really like the the exchange you create with uh with your audience on, on Instagram, at least. But in uh, oh yeah, by the way, so you you do lives now? Yeah, I do lives, live streams. Uh, now I started with DJ sets because I still have to learn a lot with live performance. Mm -hmm. Still, my <laughs> setup is not working like I want to, and it's like process you know but if i feel safe and um, yeah practiced enough then i will also do other stuff but for now it's dj sets mainly and exchanging sharing my knowledge about music you know what i can like deliver for people who maybe haven't listened to this kind of music and i just love it and i just want to share it with the world you know Yeah. Thank you for that. It's great. Because um, when I listen to what the, the music you played, I mean, last time I've seen you, it was a live session in the Sample Music Festival two years ago. Um, wow. A uh, lot of songs I never heard of. And everything was really smooth. And, you know, you had a, a progression in the, in the sounds and the construction as well. And everything was... You just wanted to, to move your body, actually. It was kind of natural, you know, like not forced and pushed like, boom, 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 and you, you, you want to move it. No, it was just, okay, your body was moving without you knowing, actually. So <laughs> I love it. Thank you. <laughs> I really loved it. <laughs> That's <laughs> a great compliment. <laughs> no, but yeah. seriously, I, I felt that way. So, and I was just like, you know, here to, to listen to you and to, to see what you were doing as well. And uh, it was a great surprise for me. Great surprise. Really nice. So you do a bit the same in your shows, I mean, in your live stream shows? You, you yes. Kind of little gems you hide somewhere to, to share them with the world? 
Yeah, I also like use sometimes. I I like to use turntablism, but I like little dose, you know, not too mm-hmm. much. Like trying not to overdose it because I know people get allergic <laughs> on it if you do it, overdo it. And um, for me, it still has to be music. You know, it has to f- give that extra touch mm-hmm. to the DJ set, but not like uh, scratching. And for me, it's too much nowadays with those buttons and people, yeah, showing their skills. But sometimes I think it's overdone. You know, it's like you see only those videos where people are like something, you know, you mm-hmm. don't just see the move, but like the music is changing so quickly that you go. It's crazy because like another beat, another beat, like this become like a battle of who can like shredder uh, more beats in shorter time, you know? <laughs> everything in six <laughs> minutes, everything you can inside the box <laughs> and then yeah. make it explode yeah. to the people. No, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, okay. you know, 60, 60 seconds and 100 songs, you know? Ooh, no, 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 not my type of music. No, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's a performance and we get it, but at some point, it's cool to enjoy the music, you know? <laughs> not only like showing you, like, I got skills! Okay, we know. But yeah, I mean, it depends on what you want to do. I mean, especially if you do like, um, I don't know, like competitions in, or shows, you know? Because I think the... Um, one is, yes. more, is definitely for showing up your skills and what you can do and your music knowledge. And the other one is more for sharing. And I mean, yeah, you, you want to see people react to your music. You want to see feeling you know, the stuff you share with them because it's kind of love. Huh? <laughs> you share yes, love yes. with them somehow, you know, with music. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's okay to do it from time to time, but if you only post that kind of stuff it's it gets boring like everything you'd overdo for me is too much at some point and a good mix of everything is like good and, you know and um i wanted to say i wanted to say something different ah yeah because the point was i was also like if you do something like turntablism and so on sometimes when you do it alone and so on and don't have so much exchange with other people mm-hmm. and it can happen that you'd like sometimes yourself in the circle and you need sometimes to have some input from outside to like develop and for example I was playing at a party and then I got feedback and um, a guy told me like wow do you know what I really liked when you played that you suddenly, from this banger, like beat, you bring people down. Like you bring people to like, <gasps> breathe, you know? And I never like, you know, um, thought about this, that this could be important to an audience or to people, like they need sometimes to breathe. Like It's kind when of you vital, play, you can't only like push, push, push. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if they're and, not- all on drugs or you know just yeah 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 enjoying themselves maybe just they want a bit of variation as well i i, I mean yeah. i do at least so i suppose that other people do as well but yeah indeed yeah. it's a it's a right feedback you had 
indeed. And um, yeah, and this was really nice to to that somebody told me that something like this because I never noticed it myself. You know that, and it was not consciously. You know that I did it. Like it was just a feeling. Like I want to play the song now because somehow I feel this energy. And yeah, but it's good. <laughs> I mean, if if you're feeling the music and your audience, I think that's a sign of a great DJ. At least that's the way I see it. Uh, again, um, mm. I've seen a lot of DJs uh, playing songs for themselves and at some point you can see people as the dj is not interested the people are not interested anymore so not speaking about quality or genre or whatever it's just like when you have that vibe where you you clearly feel the dj is here for the money or just for the fame or i don't know something but not the audience clearly you can see that unless people are just wasted again or whatever and they're woo, and they can enjoy mostly everything, even the Spotify playlist. But at some point, you know, the musical lovers, they, they will turn down and say, okay, bye. Now I get a drink and do something else because clearly mm. I don't enjoy myself at all. So, yeah. But I think it can happen to everyone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Once in I a while. You know, definitely I had one gig I I didn't enjoy it. It was like a challenge for me to play there because um, I just jumped in for a colleague who got really sick and she told me, hey, you, can you please like um, step in for me because I'm really sick and I can't find someone who is playing for me tonight. So um, I said, okay, yes, I do you this favor. And the, the problem was with it that it came out that the audience was totally different than described before. Like, it was right. described for, like, um, hip-hop, R&B stuff. And then people came to me and asked me for rock music from the 90s, like Placebo and Don't Know Nirvana and stuff. And good, I'm a music lover. I had, I had a lot of music with me and I had, yeah surprisingly my digital dj system with me and not only vinyl uh so i could serve some of the music but it was gave me this feeling i'm not right here you know like this was not mm -hmm. what i expected and mm. the feeling lasted till the end and i wasn't sure about what i'm doing i wasn't sure till the end if the, the audience is enjoying it because i saw people like, like coming in coming out because some people did like the music because it was like a splatter audience, you know? Mm. Everyone there was for some totally different kind of music. It was totally mixed up somewhere for reggae, somewhere for hip-hop, somewhere for rock. And it was like equally divided. Like the groups were like, I could see it that the groups were similar of the similar um, um, size, you know? So you had always the same package of people mm. in the room. But if you change the genre, then suddenly, you know. <laughs> you know, one will be moving and the other ones were like... Uh, yeah, it was strange. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I can I see you. So this like, was no, 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 you stay there. No, you stay there. No, it's for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. no, not really funny, actually, as a DJ. <laughs> now I play reggae and then... Okay, you know, the, the reggae people left the room. The reggae people left the room. I played some reggae dancehall stuff. 
And then they came back, can you please play that kind of music? And I thought, just a minute ago, I... No, no, it's for you guys. Stuff. I played yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, I like you know, like you're doing people a favor, and then was <laughs> not, was really different. This is this. These are the difficult gigs, you know, when you I have know. such a diverse audience. Yeah. So it can happen to everyone. Like now, oh yeah, indeed. You know, it depends. So indeed. many conditions. You know, you never know where you like land <laughs> in which world. Indeed, and space. I think the, the <laughs> most difficult gigs are the corporate ones. Because, um, at least for me, because when you're in corporate gigs, mm -hmm. or either, I mean, either it's super easy and you just play like shitty easy music and nobody cares anyway, mm -hmm. or you have to be like super good mm -hmm. and selective, but as broad as possible as well. So everybody kind of know the mm. music and show their colleague they have the moves. Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> okay, but you know, you know, my music maybe doesn't fit you guys. And so voila. So Yeah, and the problem is also people are expecting on corporate events and like and also on weddings and like this to have that kind of atmosphere and bringing people together, although they have like diff different music tastes. And how to like find a compromise, you know, this is the problem. And um, now I honestly have to say that weddings and so on are not for me. It's uh, I respect no. that. <laughs> I respect that. <laughs> uh, I I have much respect for the DJs who do it because I just can imagine how hard it can be. Oh no, yes. So I, mm -hmm. If you have a good compromise with the wedding couple couple and um and they already told you exactly what they want they have a playlist and you can adapt to this then it's might might be easier but if you just go there and you don't have any knowledge because sometimes the communication is difficult also in music class and so on or you have some kind of aunties or <laughs> like you know uncles who like don't enjoy the music and are coming like, no <laughs> Can you play the Beatles, please? <laughs> or not? Why not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I we did a, a gig with a DJ Bust together this summer. Mm -hmm. And actually, we had a lot of fun. But we did something before. Is like we created a, a common playlist on Spotify, mm -hmm. where we asked the the groom and the future brides to. Uh, put as much songs as they like inside it. And then what we did, uh, we gave them a deadline so we can still find these sounds and, you know, complete mm -hmm. it with other sounds related to this. I mean, at least for us. And we just got, I think, like three requests for the whole night. Um, and at some point we were making battles on who could like make the the more people go wild <laughs> with the music, yeah. you know, but okay, it's not the music we listen every day um, and that we really enjoy, but seeing people like really going crazy on the dance floor and us like saying, ha ha, no, I know what I would do next. <laughs> and then seeing yeah. that it was working, it was really a lot of fun. So yeah. 
but I don't know, maybe alone, it would have been a different story for me at least because uh-huh. the way I see it, like doing a, a wedding with the people you don't know at all and the music you don't really like. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not my yeah piece of cake as well, but sometimes it's fun to do. Yeah, it say. depends uh, always on the people because if the vibe and the communication works, then it's cool but if you land in a group of people and you yeah it's, it depends it's some type of energy that you can describe sometimes you know indeed sometimes it's also just a bad day you everyone can have that you know mm. like everybody's yeah. like super stressed out and yeah. and every every even if you, you you play good music and the music they like they will be able not to enjoy it so but that's Not of my business. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sometimes I, I I heard about a funny DJ story. A DJ told that he was DJing at a wedding and he everything he like adapted, he did everything he could, played the music, the music the people wanted. But in, in later it came out that there was an, a conflict in the family before the wedding. Like some auntie had a like argument with someone in the family and this bring the whole atmosphere of the family down and so the wedding was like you know oh, and so you could do everybody was like yeah yeah still this conflict was like underneath and it was not like this party you know so you never know is so many things can can happen actually yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes indeed indeed yeah. oh my god um and i wanted to talk to you about um Your status as a female DJ, I don't like to say it, but, you know, we're women, so yeah. let's say it. Um, was it, how do you feel about that? Like, do you think it's kind of easy? It's hard? Do you have, like, any struggle? Or people have been, like, naughty, nice? Or, I don't know, if you can tell us a bit about your DJ experience as a female. I think it's... I don't think that it's so easy to say it's, if it's more difficult or not nowadays. I think looking at my whole biography, definitely it was difficult. But I think that for the new generation, times change now mm-hmm. because they have more role models because of the internet. There's access to everything. There are tutorials. That time when I wanted to start, there was nothing. And additionally, it's not only being a female, a female or male or something. But what additionally comes to um, to make it harder is um, your financial status, status, status. If you have just the money to like buy your gear or something, and and all the social uh, things that how you grew up, you know, it's it's so many things. Again, it's not so easy like to say, yeah, females always it's more difficult for them or it's mm. but I think if certain conditions come together like mm. you are female you are underprivileged you don't have the money and you are like raised in a certain way like not a liberal family a family who has traditional like um, opinions about role models or mm. or gender roles then it's very hard And 
I definitely grew up in a traditional Catholic fam family. So it's, it was not seen super positive that I'm into popular music. Classical music was the only thing that was accepted, for example. And that's, that's already something, but okay, it's yeah, limited. Still, it's still better than mm -hmm. people who don't have access to anything. So mm. still, I was priv privileged that I was able to study the piano because many people even don't have access to that. Mm -hmm. But True. like for popular music, it was totally, you know, forbidden for me that time. And it was a struggle for me to like... Um, always fight for that music taste and to like stick to it and to uh, manage to go to uh, concerts and and to venues and uh, yeah and but I still did it because it was some kind of rebellion against my parents that time when I was young and what was difficult for me definitely with because I was raised in the strict way that I was teach like not to like speak my mind but to adapt to everything to be you know that nice. kind of nice girl you know this this was typical and how i was raised and um what skills do you need when you want to break through as a musician nowadays and as a dj you have to be a pusher you have to be someone who is like going out Be confident, share everything, not hesitating and so on. And you have to, yeah, when you are kind of a uh, calm person or um, introverted, it's really impossible nowadays or harder nowadays to get the attention, I think. Even like, with the, um, the social media? Yeah, because I still observe that people or the audience or like certain kind of group, social groups are still attracted to certain kind of um, images. Like I would say what kind of, because I think if you have things more psychologically, it's, it's also for me understandable that people are searching for something that they don't know. So something mm -hmm. was exciting them, something that was very interesting. So normally when people are looking for some kind of idol or fan, uh, being a fan from, for a musician or something, they look for something that, they, that is totally extraordinary and not known for them in their life. There are people like this. And when somebody is really extroverted and seems to be a very crazy, interesting person, and it attracts people because it's something special to them you know you mean for um, example like Marc Rebillet yes example. for example because he has this kind of crazy little image and but still yeah making nice music and so on so this works and this is what you have to find you have to find the kind of personality that you are able to um showcase and then you're fine with it and I think there is no like recipe that you can do it in a certain way. But for uh, for women especially, it's difficult because I get also a lot of feedback or comments from men mm -hmm. who were telling me, why don't you um, sell yourself more sexy? 
why do you not do like videos like this and that? So let him get naked, girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> it's like seriously, this really happened to me uh, sometimes. And a guy who sent me like uh, an example of another musician, female musician who does it this way. And then telling me, you need to do this because then you, you need attention. You make such good music, but you need uh, attention. So you have to do something like this to get attention. And yeah, okay. <laughs> I, think I have my own way to do it. And also from a certain point of view, I, I don't think that you have to um, do it this extraordinary way necessarily because it always depends on your goals what you want to achieve as exactly and you know if you don't want to attract the masses you don't have to do this but if you want to be a pop star and attract masses you really definitely have to do something really crazy Whoa. yeah you know yeah, yeah indeed i agree and um at least once so you get a lot of attention and then you yeah. create something Yeah, no, you know, I observe, for example, rappers like, for example, um, Reverie or something. That's a phenomenon for me that now she has like some million kind of followers. And I see what she does. It's also a lot of this sexy, bad girl image attitude, mm -hmm. which a lot of rappers do. Um, but still in a little bit another way than other rappers did before her. And it, I don't know her exact numbers in streaming mm -hmm. because I don't listen to her music because I, I just find it exciting to um, interesting to observe mm -hmm. what she does. Mm -hmm. But uh, in the end, I don't know... Um, if it really works or if it's just numbers, you know, because I never, I never checked it. Um, but depends. still. Depends. Yeah. I, I'd say I'm not a, a music uh, label or a big major label. Yeah. Uh, um, depends because indeed you have the streaming numbers and the followers you have on the social media and then you have the concerts. Yes. And you can have like, millions of people following you on Instagram and having a lot of streaming uh, number as well, a really high streaming number. Mm. But and in the end, it's all about the live and the stage. And if you're not there on stage or you don't perform well, people will know about it. And at some point, I suppose that if you only do music, if you only do that, it will kind of damage your image somehow. Mm. So, unless you're kind of, I don't know, like a Swiss knife and you do a lot of stuff, like, I don't know, like filming and acting and you sing or you perform, I don't know, you know, you create mm. music, those kind of numbers can kind of balance each other. So, I think it could work, but yeah. I don't know. You know, in the end, I think people are not stupid at all. And there's... No, never, never. That's why, you know... I just like, I'm not criticizing. I totally understand if someone has takes this decision to make it this way, it's totally okay. Mm -hmm. I just find it offensive when a guy like writes me a message and it is, tells me how I should do it. No, it's totally inappropriate. And we totally yeah. agree on that. Seriously. I mean, 
I mean, I respect girls as well that are doing their way. If it's a sexy way, it's okay. It's their way. But if a girl does it just because a guy told her to do it like, hey, show your boobs, lady. Uh, no. I mean, again, if it's on your uh, artistic line of doing things, I don't know, it, whatever. You don't have to have a concept behind it. But you're just sexy and that's it. And that's okay. And if you're not and you're wearing like, I don't know, like oversized clothes like me and <laughs> you see I'm uh, showing my boobs everywhere. Uh, <laughs> I mean, doesn't mean that like, I can't be sexy, first of all, and that I want to show my body. Actually, I don't want to show my body to anywhere else than maybe my boyfriend or at the sea or in the swimming pool. Maybe I'm a bit old school, maybe. I don't know. But, you know, I'm, and that's me. But I respect it. And I think people should respect that. And if at some point someone says, like, uh, if you want to have success, you have to show your booty. Mm. No. I, I think and I want to encourage female artists to not do it just because they feel it is the only way. Because I think it's uh, the key is to attract the right audience. Indeed, it's definitely uh, not the only way. Yeah. Definitely not. I totally yeah. agree on that. Because you can attract people who have just other values, you know, and this is a chance. This is a really big chance to attract that kind of audience that you enjoy communicating with, you know, and, and this is for me important. I want to attract an audience that I enjoy communicating with and who are becoming like my community and my some sort of, not friends, but it's something very similar. Like when you have real fans, it's a super close relationship, you know. Indeed. You have to communicate with them every day and you have to enjoy it because otherwise... It will be just stress, you know, especially yeah. in, in times of social media where the relationship is so close now between artists and, and um, yeah, fans. And definitely. the audience, yes. Indeed. Yeah, and the audience. Indeed. But I, um, I follow a, a few ladies um, out there, not related to music, but um, they have really wise advice about, how to run their social media. They have uh, big communities and it's not uh, bot followers, it's true followers. Um, they have really active communities and um, it's, not, it's not fashion bloggers if it's <laughs> a, bit, a bit more like that. Uh, I love fashion bloggers, by the way. <laughs> but it's a bit more like that. Um, and these girls, they say like, what they have the, um, the, they can choose whomever they want and they comment on something. If someone doesn't respect the community they are uh, trying to create or create it already, like no respect, uh, hustling people, insulting people or yourself or between them or whatever, just say, like, you know what, there are other places to do that enjoy yourself somewhere else and that's it and you block and that's over and it's safer for everyone after that because yes if you know one rotten apple spoils the barrel you know the expression mm -hmm. um i think it's so true on uh, on social media and internet because yes. um you have so many people trying to troll and attack people on a personal level and sometimes it's really 
really, really bad, meaning they yes. threat you to death and stuff. And definitely you should not stay silent about that. If it's mm-hmm. happening, I hope not, but never know. Um, and especially as women, I think we are kind of, uh, let's say not weak because I don't like that, but maybe, maybe this kind of people, they think that as we are women, they can address to them, to us, like, yeah, hey, you, uh, and insult us, threaten us, or if we don't like uh, unsolicited dick pic and we are bad, no. <laughs> no, it's just like, no, yes. you have to be polite and you have to be nice, you know, with yes. anyone. And, and other stuff I wanted to add as well is like when you talk to someone on the internet, especially uh, male or female, but they are attracted to you. And if at some point you just say, oh, thank you, but I'm not interested, they start to be angry. Yes. Like, oh, yeah, but who, wh- why did you talk to me in the first place? No, I did not. You contacted me. Yes. And, and they don't get it. And they get so mad for it. Yeah. Nothing. No. Yeah, it's like you, you are not like they are projecting their needs on you. Indeed. And yeah, like people sometimes, I think uh, the internet has this danger that I believe that some people are losing uh, connection to reality. It's not a lot of people, but a few people really have this problem to like, um, you know, they, I know people, I, I got to know people because I worked also with, with pupils and um, I have seen so many people and some people don't even can imagine that there are people who are living so lonely in their like flats and sitting all day only in this computer world. And there are really people who lose this connection to reality then. You know, That's like sad. people who have like no job, they are getting like social um, money and they are only sitting inside. Um, yeah, I don't say that, that, that those people are trolling, but no, no, there's no, a no. danger. There is a danger that people um, get lost in this internet world, you know. And Yeah, go out and meet real people. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, whoever you are, but... Uh, yeah. Maybe these people are depressed and they kind of, you know, project the anger on you or yes. I don't know. Yes. And if you don't respond the way they would like you to respond, yes. you are not happy. But hey, guys or girls, it's not happening like that in real life either. Yes. Um, some people, they just don't want to talk to you and that's it. And that's okay. Yeah. That's it's okay. just like in, in real life that um, people have to learn to um communicate in a certain way and to also build relationships and like before internet existed there were people who had problems with it to build relationships with people and this is just like happening in the internet as well it's the same i think it's yeah Sometimes it's even more so, but yeah, indeed. Yeah. And um, and at some point when you have a kind of a community of fans, you you kind of uh, being with your screen is really comfy actually because you don't have any physical barrier, I'd say, except your screen. Yes. So you say like, oh yeah, I can say something and it's okay. But yeah. mm, yes and no depends on what you say first, and yes. second. 
I don't know if the person on the other side is ready to receive that. Mm. So you have to ask yourself <laughs> first. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but it's really interesting. Um, Jidada, <laughs> tell us about your uh, next uh, project, if you can, or tease us with it, please. Tease. I'm <laughs> waiting, but in a few weeks... My EP is finally launching. I'm just waiting for the files. For my part of the work is done. I just send it to my mastering engineer. <laughs> Congrats, and, girl. Uh, Congrats. So yeah, happy. I'm really excited because I worked so long on it. It's my very first piece of art. And um, yeah, I wow. was really like, it was the whole process to pack my to find my thing you know my 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 style and this took so long time and there are really weird tracks <laughs> i think i'm really curious what you will think nice. um, i bring some sides of my personality out of me that's i even didn't know about <laughs> so yeah it's um there's a crazy robot track on it Nice. It's really experimental. <laughs> but, yeah. cool. cool. Looking forward. Looking forward. So yeah. I hope you enjoyed the process though, right? Yeah, the process was great. And I already started a new project, an EP, and I'm like looking for collaborations, MCs and uh, singers. This time I want to make something with other artists. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Ah, looking forward. So where, when can we expect your first EP to get out? Like, I don't know, March? March, maybe? yeah, March. Around March. Okay, yes. nice, nice. Do you have the name already? You can tell us or maybe Yeah, the, the EP is called Mind Motion. Mind Motion, okay, nice. Yeah. Exclusive content for the ladies of the turning table tonight. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's because uh, I call it this way because it's some kind of like emotions which are like in our head and this movement and thinking about things. is It's like a crazy merge of emotional topic, like emotional things, just instrumental music with a bit of vocals, then a little bit of political stuff, you know. It's like this Ooh. kind of thing. That's why I call it mind motion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> interesting. Really interesting. Looking forward. And um, do you have other th things you want to share or uh, say about yourself or uh, for our future audience? Because so far we don't have one, but I think in a few weeks we will have. So let's yeah. shoot. <laughs> yeah, just uh, connect with me, please. I want to exchange, communicate. So... Like, follow me, you can subscribe to my newsletter and then you can get my EP for free. And yeah, everyone who's in my newsletter gets uh, some extras. Hmm. Um, <laughs> That's a yeah. great gift. Thank you. Okay, yeah. nice. And if some other things are going to happen, I will let you know. I'm not going to spam. I really, I, this won't be a newsletter like I'm sending out like every second week or something just when really something interesting is because I know how it is. I don't like to get emails all the time. It's uh, really, you don't have time to read it. You know, I don't want to be that kind of artist who writes like novels in my emails. 
and you're not a writer, <laughs> you're a musician. Yeah, yes, I'm a musician, not a writer. <laughs> yeah. So nice. Cool to have you, lady. Um, and whenever you want to come around to Brussels, please tell us. And yeah. we would love to, to have you here. And we have a, a few record store here have good records yeah, as well we something <laughs> oh yeah yeah let's do something of course yeah let's set up a, an appointment because i just need to know then i can buy tickets and i'm there okay let's do that after we <laughs> we're done and uh, yeah okay. let's do that let's do let's do music yeah. <laughs> okay thank you Gidada. sorry i misspelled your name um i hope everything will be right with you and um We will put everything, everything, like the people you mentioned, uh, the names of your future EP, your website, your Instagram, uh, Facebook, everything to follow you and to have info about yourself, right? We will do that. So thank, thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, <laughs> come to you soon, lady. Yeah. See nice you. you. <laughs> Bye. Well, great to talk to you. Bye. All the contents and music in this podcast are created by DJ Superguile. Please do not reproduce.